Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 183. Uh, today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. You know, um, what was that? It was a week ago that I had my wife on and we did Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day special. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And then I was like remembering. I'm like, no, that was last week. It's just crazy how sometimes time goes fast. And then sometimes it feels like it's longer than it has been. So, um, but if you haven't checked out that Valentine's Day special episode, go check it out. A lot of valuable um, morsels of, of uh, experience and wisdom shared largely by my wife because uh, she's amazing. So. Uh, check that out. Great for even if you're not in a relationship and you can apply to your friendships. We talk a lot about that as well. So uh, check it out. Um, I'm I'm stoked about today's episode um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I really jam with this guest, but also um, I was tickled by the fact that completely by no uh, effort on our own, we had Josh yesterday and we've got another Josh today. So uh, I'm very excited. And both of them keep it real. And that's why I like them. They're great. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you're not following us yet, go ahead and give us a follow on their Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. That'll really help us out. Thank you so much. And then also anytime you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, all proceeds go towards this show, keeping it afloat. There's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. And, um, you know, but we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts in Uganda and beyond. I say beyond because I never quite nail exactly all the places we are or in the process of digging. And I've relayed false information. Look, I'm just repeating what Steve is repeating. And then later he says he switches from we've dug to we are going to dig. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, we'll we'll figure that out. But for the meantime you know, we'll, uh, we'll just say Uganda for sure. And other places stay tuned. Uh, but we've been able to do that because of your guys's donations. So uh, I'm going to play a quick update video and then we are going to get going. Water. It's something we can't live without. Imagine a day without water. Think about what all would be affected. Laundry, cooking, watering your plants, showering, washing your hands, your morning coffee, hospitals can't function, fires can't be put out, and so much more. Imagine a day without water. In Uganda, they don't have to imagine it. It's a reality. There are many people in Uganda that lack access to clean, safe water, but we can continue to change that reality. Children, elderly, families, they are still in need of clean, safe water. There you go. So again, I want to thank you guys all for your donations and your generosity. Uh, we could not do any of this, what we're doing without you guys. So God bless you guys. Um, okay. My guest today, he's been on the show several times at this point. I think he's great. He's the co-founder of Crave along with his sister, Victoria Sosa, formerly Victoria Rich. 
he's a preacher. He's a musician. He's also an evangelist and just, he's just an upstanding guy. He's a, he's, he's great. I love talking to him. So let's give it up for my guest today, Josh Ritt. What up? Hello. Welcome back to Elijah Fire, my dude. Thank you for those kind words, Jeff. Mm, I meant every single one. So you can just take I it. believe it. We just, the the bond that is happening between us. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> the bromance, as they say. The bromance. Yes. Okay, dude. So you went to the Asbury Revival. You you uh, you went there, I believe, over the weekend. Yeah, or was it l- late last week or something? I think it was last Wednesday because it was right on um, one week's time of nonstop worship and praise and prayer and everything else that is happening there. Awesome. That was one week at that time. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so let's talk about it because I honestly haven't. You know, I hear some people who are a little bit cynical and they're like, you know. Mm-hmm. you know, just being a little cynical. Mm-hmm. And I, the, some of the best advice I've heard from people is just like, let's just let it play out. Let's let God do his thing. And let's just yeah. not try and put labels on something that's just getting started. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because so I, yeah, go ahead. No, I definitely want to get into that part yeah. for sure, because it is, it is, it has become so such a big part of the conversation which to me, okay, if you want to have the conversation, the conversation is fine. Mm-hmm. But if that's your immediate go-to, Cynicism, if you're quicker, yeah. yeah, if you're quicker to go to, let's first figure out what this is. Let's yeah. first come up with the title. Let's first come up with the label. I would, I would strongly encourage you question your own heart. Yeah, because good. whether you call it revival, whether you call it an awakening or whether you call it just a beautiful thing that's happening, that is clearly now I will say this. I, I say clearly a move of God and it's out of the ordinary. So I'll, I'll tell you why of the few reasons that I think it is miraculous what's happening. Um, of course, I'm I'm from Kentucky. We live about uh, it was about a two and a half hour drive to get there. And first off, let me tell everyone who who doesn't know, um, if you didn't go for yourself and, and you couldn't make it, uh, we got off the main road in about 30 minutes. We're driving on back roads through horse ranches just to get there. So this isn't like within large city limits. You drive into a town of 6,000 people, one main road that the college is actually on. Wow. So if you're seeing all of this like crazy talk about, you know, they're 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 shutting down the city, they're shutting down the the revival, whatever you're calling it. Um they're having to try and figure out what to do with their entire city because I don't know how accurate this is, the word that I got um, 2 days ago, maybe it was yesterday, 20,000 people were in attendance in this dinky little bitty town that all there is is a subway across the street. It's just that, a subway. Wow. That is it. That's and so there's overflow out in the yard. Then um, now this has happened since since we have went overflow out into the streets. Uh, it, it's incredible. So miracle number one, this tiny, small little town is hosting this move of God 
And, and you just, you have, no matter who you are, you have to admit that God's hand must be on this because mm-hmm. there is no name. There is no preacher. There is no, uh, when I say there's no preacher, I mean a known preacher. Yep. There is no known worship leader. Um, as far as I could tell, I mean, maybe they sing at their churches somewhere, but these weren't even worship leaders per se that were leading the worship that was happening. It was just kids, teenagers, uh, maybe young adults that were just singing songs of praise to a Jesus that they absolutely love. <laughs> and of course, I don't know the um, the individuals who were at that first service. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure of the date, but there were 17 of them. There was one guy who came to to preach and share something at their chapel service, and it just never stopped. That's the story that we all know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were if they stopped in that moment at that service and they were saying, "Lord, bring revival, Lord, bring revival," and then it came, or or maybe they just thought something as simple as, "I I I feel the atmosphere of the Lord," Let's, I mean, I just don't want to leave. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, I saw someone post this. I think it was a friend of mine sharing someone else's. They said, and, and I kind of believe it to be true. If, if you seek revival, you may just get a show. But if you seek Jesus, you'll get revival. Yeah. And I truly believe that the hearts of these young people were pure and true and authentic to simply seeking the atmosphere and the presence of God. Hmm. And I think what we are watching, um, not just in the United States, but all around the world is watching what's happening. I think people are seeing uh, the product of desperation of a move of God that has nothing to do with anything but Jesus. Yeah, I think that's how desperate we are to put everything else aside. Now, I, I don't want to speak negatively about anything, anyone, any any conference, any any you know sure. creative element or preacher or this or that. Um, I love those things. Thank God that we have creative conferences and and um, worship leaders that that devote their life to writing new anthems that we can sing. Um, but I think there is such a hunger in our world right now for. Uh, authentic, genuine, unplanned, intimate time with Jesus. Yeah, come on. So no matter what you call it, like to me, to me, I'm going to call it a revival mm-hmm. because that's how I see it. I see it as a, uh, now, now I will say, I don't think this is the beginning and end of revival. Oh, no. I think this is the no. beginning part of even a greater revival yeah. we've yet to see. Yeah. Uh, yet to see. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we we went. I walked in. Honestly, I was thinking about it today. I was trying to think how do I how do I describe how it felt. It's really hard to compare it to anything else because it was so unlike anything else. Hmm. Not in a uh, I, I don't say unlike anything else in like a very like demonstrative like crazy way. It was unlike anything else because I, I've grown up in church. I, um, I've I've gone to all the conferences. I've visited the churches. I've I've served at different locations of churches, 
And um, when you go into these places, there is um, there's an element of knowing uh, this is the this is this person's thing. Um, there is a structure mm-hmm. of design, which isn't a bad thing. I don't say that negatively. Um, I just say there's 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 an element of structure and a design to that. And with this, I, I walked in and there's like, there isn't that. Um, and at first I was just kind of like, oh, this is, this is different in my heart. I was thinking this is so beautiful and awesome, but it was, it was different, uh, to be completely awesome or, uh, honest, the, the worship wasn't very good. Mm. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't phenomenal, like singing. Uh, it wasn't, um, the, the speakers they had, they're not good. Uh, it was, it was one person on a, on a piano, not a keyboard, a piano, a guy on an acoustic and three teenagers singing songs. Come on. Some of the songs I kind of thought, uh, I don't even know if I care much for that song. Like, yeah. but what, what was the, the miraculous in the room is that no one cared. Yeah. No one cared that the style was different from their like their norm no one cared that uh at, at some point you couldn't even hear the singer up in the front because the speaker was like meant for one dude to give like a chapel lesson on you know <laughs> their morning service no one cared yeah not a single person cared and, and the atmosphere of pure desire just to be a part of what God had anointed Hmm. could be felt. And the longer we were there, I think we stayed close to five hours. Wow. Um, First off, it didn't feel like we were there that long. Like it it literally didn't feel like we were there for an hour and a half. Wow. Um, And some moments were solemn. And other moments, you could feel the room press for more. Hmm. And at at some point, um, it the the feeling hit me that it felt like, and I described this to to Victoria, which you mentioned a minute ago, my sister, and Rob, her husband, in the car. It was us three that went. Um, we were talking about just our experience and what we felt, and what did you think? What did you think? And after sitting there for a while, I said, you know what, it kind of felt like. You know, after a a great tragedy happens or or a catastrophe happens, um, for instance, I live close to Bremen, Kentucky, like 10 minutes away. I don't know if you know, but one of the largest or, or longest recorded tornadoes swept through a town of Bremen, Kentucky. And this was kind of bigger news last year. After that, and you'll see it happen within our country when tragedies happen, Everything stops. Yeah, yeah. And everyone yeah. realizes there's nothing more important right now than that we are together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time that we seek God. Yeah, that happened with 9-11 too when that yeah. happened, I remember. Yeah, 9-11 yeah. is probably the easiest example because everyone knows that. Everyone yeah. experienced that if if mm-hmm. you are of age. Yeah. And I said, it felt like that. It felt like we... Everyone 
dropped what they were doing and said, there is nothing more important Mm. than we gather to seek the face of Jesus, give him the honor and praise and glory that he deserves. And I I 100% believe that there was different beliefs there, that there was different denominations in the room. I know for a fact, because I know a lot of the people that have gone and visited, you know, so yeah. 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 Well, I think so too, I, man, it's like, you know, I love your description because I've, I've actually never heard anybody describe it quite like what you described it and being honest yeah. about, you know, it wasn't flashy. It wasn't, you know, and um, I've honestly, I, I was talking to my mother-in-law about this over the weekend. I think I've probably talked to somebody on Elijah Fire as well about this, but you know, it was like, it's a Baptist university and yeah, you will have non-baptists at a baptist university i'm sure a couple mm-hmm. but in general they're more traditional they're known for being more traditional they're mm-hmm. you know maybe not as uh flowy in the gifts and things like that but mm-hmm. it's like god knows the people that are ready like the people that mm-hmm. you know i bring a lot of revivalists on my show i w- i think a lot of us would agree okay they're they're ready they've actually been doing events they've been i mean i know you and victoria have done uh, you know several yourselves um or been to them um and but i've also said numerous times since doing elijah fire that where we're going god desires unity within the body of christ he he requires all generations so that's boomers that's gen x that's gen z millennial all that um, it's not any one person, Hey, get out of the way. It's time for our generation to shine. But the same goes for denominations. I said, God desires unity within the body of Christ. That means denominations coming together, but that the power of God is essential for being, mm-hmm. which means that some denominations are really going to have to let things get uncomfortable, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I'm just really encouraged to see this you know to see what's happening in asbury and that it's honestly it's spreading that's not really being covered as much i mean it's starting to be covered mm-hmm. but yeah um you know there's a lot of people that have kind of worked it out in their mind where they're like no i need to get there i need to go to asbury yeah. in order and i have nothing against i would if i live closer i'd totally go you know but mm-hmm. um i um that what God is doing is not isolated to just that singular location, you know, whereas like you mm-hmm. had like the Toronto blessing, you had the Azusa street, um, yeah. then, you know, revival. Um, but I think, especially nowadays, like, I think because of social media coverage, I think because of, uh, I don't know, maybe people are more analytical. Um, you have a lot more Christian intellectuals that are a little bit more cynical when it comes to stuff who are, always looking to quickly identify something, but I would, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't around when the Toronto blessing happened or like, I think it happened when I was alive, I think, but, but I wasn't aware of it, you know, and it definitely mm-hmm. wasn't alive for the Azusa street revival and all the other revivals. But yeah, I don't know that they were sitting there and going, what is this? We need to identify what this is. And I just right. think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk, you know, like we talk a lot about ideas versus actually implementing them, you know? And so it's Mm -hmm. really refreshing to see this happening in Asbury. And it's the fruit of, honestly, it's the fruit of decades worth of prayer, man. Like decades worth of like, you know, you mentioned conferences and all this stuff. It's like, 
especially I think of like a conference where they're crying out to God for revival. And I'm like, it's happening. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. You know, we're mm-hmm. starting to see those things sprout up. And rather than yeah. judge a little shoot, you know, a bamboo shoot or something and being like, that's not a bit, ba- that's not a piece of bamboo. That's just a little tiny thing. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's a shoot. And, and if yep. we nurture it and we continue to get out of the way and with our grubby little hands, God mm-hmm. is going to let the, he, he, this thing will flourish. It will. And, and I'm convinced that the people that are so skeptical anyways, and criticize what's happening, whether it matched their uh, uh, definition of what they think it should be or not, I don't see those people being any more involved, whether it is or not. Yeah. I honestly don't. Yeah. Because, because I think that's a heart problem. And, and uh, I'm not here to address your heart problem, but I would, I would, I would encourage you to, to look at your own heart and say, why am I not seeing what everyone else is seeing? Hmm. Well, why, why did my, my mind go to, to critiquing or, or questioning, is this quite the level of, of revival, like up here? I, I think it's down here, but I don't know if it's up here. I think there's like this spirit of correction or a spirit of correctness. And, and everyone wants to just be at the very front of the line to be like, hey, I know every, I know better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And let me correct you. Here's what's actually happened. Yeah, man. I, I cannot. Oh. Maybe everyone thinks I'm too Christian to say this, but I can't stand. I can't stand it. I cannot stand the actually people. I can't stand that. Yeah. Or they will wait and see. You know, it's like, don't don't mistake. Yeah. Don't mistake wisdom or don't mistake skepticism for wisdom. Yeah. You know, oh, we just want to be wise. I'm like, you're being a, you're just being a skeptic. That's all you're Mm -hmm. being. And why don't you just go for yourself? You know, go check it out for yourself. And, and and sorry to burst anybody's bubble here, but there is no perfect definition of revival. Yeah. We named revival. I, I don't know if anyone doesn't realize that. There there isn't in the Bible a description where God or Jesus spoke and said, uh, when this, 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 and this happens, revival has started. Now, don't misunderstand me. There is plenty spoken about of the spirit of revival, mm-hmm. but there is no specific definition. Right. The same way with a church service, there's plenty that talks about what we should be doing, how our hearts should be, mm-hmm. we should be giving, we should be feeding, we should be this. So there's plenty of specifics, but there is nothing, there, there is no blueprint no. to a church service. There's no blueprint uh, print to revival. You know why? Because we would get caught up in the formula rather than the savior. And we all that's I mean, why. we already we already gonna do. Yeah, we already <laughs> kind of do. That, that's why I said me and my dad were talking about it, and I was like, we were kind of sharing both point of views. We 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 agree, um, but he was kind of speaking from a different generation that's seen sure. more revival than me. Yeah. Um, uh, just like you were saying, you know, the Toronto thing, I don't remember that either. So yeah. we were just speaking from two different generations and um, just just back and forth and, and to hear what he was having to say in, in his experience. And he's like, you know, really, uh, revival is is any kind of move of God or anything out of the norm, anything out of the norm. So if you look at what ha- is happening at Asbury, University, 
first off, let's just stop at that word right there, university. Let's just let's just pinpoint what's happening on university campuses in the United States of America. Because oh my lord, the demonic, the the uh antichrist spirit, it is riding hard on the 18 to 22 year old students in the United States. Yeah. On every single campus, antichrist spirit causes are being driven hard. So that's another like, ooh, that's a miracle right there. Now, I know what everyone's going to say. Well, that's a Christian university. Well, yes, it is. But at the same time, I, I, I don't think we can ignore where God sent what I definitely believe is revival. And, and I think that's a prayer answered to so many that are praying for our students. Oh, big time. Um, on, on university campuses. So thank God. Um, but but the skepticism, I, my friend who also has a podcast, he was saying, um, well, no matter what you decide to call it, when was the last time 24-hour worship was happening on a university campus? And people were flocking to it. Ever. Yeah. Like no. ever. And and here's the thing, but me and my dad said, like, you know what? We could have done the same thing at our church. We could have that's another thing. Like this, this wasn't like a, a planned designed thing. Uh, you know, if if it had been like, hey guys, I've got this idea, let's let's do two weeks of 24 hour worship and prayer and, and seeking God and it wasn't that like it just happened. So that's that's where, you know, it's like this was only a God thing. I, we could have done the same thing in my church. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the same because yeah. there, there's something specific and miraculous here that is being anointed on the fact that there is no other name than Jesus. Come on. And I mean, I guess you could say Asbury University, but <laughs> they're not getting any they're not getting any glory for being a college. Yeah. No one, no one's going to be the twenty thousand. Isn't going to be in attendance uh, at the at the the the, the student rally in a month. Mm-hmm. So there is no like follow up church congregation here. It's just simply a move of God. Yeah, and you know what, dude? Like something I've been thinking about because I know that they, you know, I've been I haven't quite heard like concrete confirmation on, um, but I know that they're like shifting to just doing evening services. And honestly, I get it. Like it's a college that's paying, like the show must go on. And it's not that they're like squashing it down. It's possible Mm -hmm. that what happened there in terms of it being this really highlighted thing could still continue. But the shifting of this is just testimony to me. I'm like, it's not a place. It's not a place. Yep. It's Jesus, you know? Yep. Um, and Illumination just told me that the Toronto blessing was 1994 to 1996, which I was alive for. There was a moment of hesitation because I'm old enough. I'm, I was pretty sure I was alive. I was. I was 11, yeah. nine, 9 through 11. Um, but Illumination was not alive yet. So <laughs> I was barely there. I was yeah. a baby. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I, I think it's just a reinforcement that this isn't a place. It's not about a place. And it's like, to me, I got excited because finding out that other 
worship services have broken out at other universities, other Christian universities. And I was, mm-hmm. Lauren, and, Lauren and I were talking uh, yesterday and just, I was like, it's not going to stop there. Like we've been praying for this generation that Gen Z, the people that are in uv- universities right now. Um, oh, record, there's actually not a reported end to the end date on the Toronto blessing, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for the clarification. Uh, and also if anybody was like, no, Jeff, you're wrong in the comments. There we go. I was wrong. Um, but anyways, I, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, technically illumination was wrong, but I thought it, but then she said it. So I felt like I can say it now. Um, um, but I just, you know, we've been praying for, you know, kids in universities, um, for God to intervene on a lot of this, uh, horrible, these horrible ideologies that are being fed to to students. There's a lot of debate right now. I'm like, are 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 people in universities actually learning anything now? Instead, they're just being like pushed with the communist agendas and all that stuff. Um, but I don't want to go there. Uh, but um, yeah, um, yeah. I just look at this and I'm like, this is maybe if so. There's certain people that really take an issue with it. I'm like, maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe it was. And answer God answering a prayer in a very specific avenue and igniting fire within the universities because it's obvious that whatever's happening there is catching fire. Where it's like, yeah. I know that there are people that are seeing what's happening there and they're just feeling this longing in their heart. And maybe they're worship leaders of chapels at their universities and they're like, they're longing for this and they're like, mm-hmm. they're starting to catch wind on it. You know, it's like a wave that's coming in and everybody gets a chance to surf it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just think, kind of thinking out loud, but I just yeah, think, I mean, that- honestly, like to the, to the skeptical point of view, like what's the alternative then? What's right. the alternative? Like we just say, no, actually, no, don't Stop. worship you're at making all. You're comfortable. Stop it. Like, you're looking at the other universities and there's like trickles of, of worship happening everywhere. And, and people are, I, I can see the comments like, oh, well, they're, they're just singing songs. And like, okay, let me hit you with some, some biblical scripture. What's happening around the throne of God? 24 7 for for all eternity past present and future what's happening around the throne worship they are singing holy 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 one song one song one thing happening i mean i guess there's probably who knows what all is happening in heaven but we do know one thing we know for fact one thing at least i don't know everything but i do know one fact they are singing holy 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 it's it's genuine praise happening to the king so i don't care if it is just sprinkles here and there i'll take what i can get here on earth as it is in heaven lord rain down on Mm. our students on our young people on our old people on our church people on our kind of out there i don't know if churches for me people like if you are just wanting to worship the king the savior without any kind of uh uh uh, any kind of desire for your own self like this isn't a revival about being filled up this is this is a revival about pouring out I didn't go to Asbury to be filled up. I actually didn't have like really any expectations at all. I just noticed that 
God was there doing yeah. something. And I felt such a such a conviction, uh, conviction and motivation to say to myself, if if God's doing something right down the road from me, I better get in my car and go. Hmm. Now, I, I speak to that. I, I speak to myself and those who are surrounding Asbury University within hours. And take this into your future. If you see God do something out of the norm, I don't call it whatever you want. I do not care. Come up with a new name for all I care. You can call it uh, Tutti Fruity Blowfish Service. (laughs) I I don't care. But if you say whatever it's called, I can see the Lord on that. And if God has anointed that to spread across the world and approved of this thing happening and and the world watching, if he's put approval on that, I know it's God and I've got to be there. Yeah, come on. Because well, I, there needs to be more worship yeah. centered around whether whether I receive or not, he is the king of kings and I need to bow down and I need to worship him. Hmm. Now, the good thing about our God is he always does have something in return for us. Yeah, he does. That's just the way he works. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I just, I've been seeing this. I don't know. I've been kind of keeping tabs on some major events that have happened over the last year, I would say, you know, and I've seen a lot of people drawing this conclusion. And I I think it's worth addressing here that I don't find a coincidence behind what's happening right now. And the fact that Roe v. Wade got overturned, you know, there's some other significant things that have happened as well, Mm -hmm. but I I do not see a coincidence. Um, I think that it, you know, and I think it's going to become more apparent in the years to come as we're looking back of just how magnificent this whole thing has been. Like what's Mm -hmm. happening, we're right in the middle of it right now, you know, and, um, I think that once we get a more bird's eye view, you know, obviously there's going to be people be people on a prophetic level that God's going to give them a bird's eye view now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that I'm really excited to just, because that produces even more worship towards the Lord. When you get to actually fully comprehend what God was doing, because you mm-hmm. kind of have that hindsight 2020 thing and you're like, whoa. But one thing that I'm seeing a lot now is just this hunger for worship across multiple veins and new types of worship coming up. You know, like we're, mm. I was talking to a guy, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, uh, Vinny Harris, and we were talking about how even like he was having like a freestyle worship session with some guys and it turned into like metal worship, you know, and, <laughs> nice. and, um, and, you know, people know that I'm a big Christian metal fan and um, uh, there's a new artist that has come out and and um it's funny that you're mentioning uh what are they doing around the throne because there's a song called celestial and it says celestial beings bow down before the throne terrestrial beings bow down and be made whole and it's all about the whole album is about reverence towards the lord and allowing mm-hmm. um allowing god to transform us his presence to transform us you know mm-hmm. um and i think that's the big thing is so often we're like we're going to do revival we're going to we're going to we're going to just and then again we go back to that whole formula thing and it's it's the human's desire to want to make sense of things we want to make sense mm-hmm. of things we want to put them in boxes but god it, it just is i feel like 
through since the dawn of man, we've been at this, and it's probably a result of the fall. Uh, this, this, that desire within humans to make sense of things and put God in a box has always been at odds with God Himself um, mm-hmm. and what God is going to do. You know, so the fact that yeah. they weren't trying to do this at a place like Asbury just excites me even more. Yeah. Like, I think it's just amazing. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure of all their prayers, but it it seemed to just be an authentic move of God. And, and yeah. he said, okay, you want to, something so, so, something so beautiful to me is that I, I was looking through pictures. I think um, maybe it was Lou Engle or, or somebody, uh, a well-known preacher, somebody shared some screenshots of the very um, chapel service that started and then didn't end. And it was just the the few kids there and the guy giving a message, maybe some staff or whatnot, and then shared a second photo of the room just packed. And I was looking at those photos and I was looking at the packed photo and I said to myself, you know what's so amazing about God is he didn't look at the jam-packed room or the the lawn that was filled with thousands. He looked at 17 kids and some adults and said, that's revival. Mm, come on. Man. Or that's or that's that's what I'm going to anoint. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's just not even say we're like booty tooty blow. I'm, I'm going to anoint that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tooty <tootie> blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he said that that is beautiful. Yeah. And I'm going to anoint it. Yeah. And because I was I was thinking about how our minds work, how our fleshly mind works, and and we see numbers and we see the largeness and we see um the, the grand things and we say, oh well that, well that. And I said, Well, it didn't start there. God, God approved it. God sent it before it was ever the large thing. Mm-hmm. So, so just, so just the, the obedience. Actually, I was describing to a friend. I said, I think that revival moves in, in many ways. Sometimes we see revival of salvation. Sometimes we see revival of repentance, which is tied to salvation. Sometimes we, we see a Holy Spirit breakout. Uh, 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 and that we might call revival. And I, I described it to her and I said, to me, this seems like a revival of obedience, or at least that was birthed out of obedience. They were just obedient to the presence of God and said, I, I feel like we should stay. And they stayed. Hmm. I feel like God is here. Let's not leave where he is. And um, such such a beautiful obedience and humility. Yeah. Um, and, and the college still is trying to just keep it for the students. I, I forgot to say that earlier when we were talking about they're making some changes and trying to figure yeah. out what they're going to do. Um, they're trying to keep everything student focused. So the main services, if you will, are going to be just for students, 25 yeah. and under. And then there will be some like open to the public things from the best of my understanding at different locations. Um, You know, we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, I mean, that poor town is probably just like busting at the seams. It's like 
10 yeah. pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag, you know, <laughs> well, when, when we, when we were there, the, the guy I'm, I'm assuming he was staff with the college was praying and asking us to pray. He was like, pray that the fire marshal continues to let us do this. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, and that was at one week. Two weeks it had like probably tripled from when I was there. So they're they're just trying to figure it out. They're trying to feed people. Subway can't do it all. I you know. know yeah. uh, but you know what? Whether it ends at two and a half weeks or if it goes for two and a half months, I'm just I'm so thankful that it happened at all. Yeah. I'm so thankful, like you said, that the timing is not coincidence. I'm so thankful that um, you know, f- for me, and I I believe a lot of people might be seeing and feeling the same thing. It was just like wow, we're we're seeing a lot of darkness broadcasted. And you start to just kind of say to yourself, man, maybe, okay, this, this, we might be seeing some end time action going on here. And, and I just, man, I just don't know how we're going to be crawling out of this thing. And then all of a sudden that's, that's God for you right there. It's like, I'll just send a worldwide watched ongoing 24 seven church service, uh, you know, three days after we watch um, a guy dressed up as the devil sing about getting it on with another dude uh, in the in the body shop, and he's married, and wife doesn't know what's happening. Three days later, boom! Yeah, and those people, God. yeah. I mean, and to me, like my reaction to the Grammys was like, I'm not surprised. First of all, I I, the world is going to do what the world is going to do. And a lot of them are doing it to be inflammatory. But to me, I'm like, the devil doesn't care. The devil, the devil doesn't care if you're no. sincere or not in your worship towards him. He will take and use whatever he can get. And yeah. for me, too, it was like the lost is the they're they're lost. Like if they really yeah. knew what they were doing, they wouldn't do it. You know, yeah. like and and so I, I was sad. I was sad about that. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people being like, shame on you, Sam Smith. And I'm like, the dude is unsaved. Yeah. What did you expect? I feel you know? sorry for Sam Smith. God yeah. bless Sam Smith. I'm praying Super. for Sam Smith. Yeah, same here. I, and I, I don't even say this to make fun, but did you see him, uh, his outfit before the Grammys? It was like a balloon. Yeah, like a latex thing. black balloon kind of thing. And I saw some videos, people adding like kind of goofy music and, and squeaking. And I was just and like, that, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, that's what the devil will do right there. Yeah. Like he, he will lead people into stardom and you think you're doing something and you, you just like, again, I don't, I'm not like making fun, but the devil makes you look like a joke. Yeah. And in 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 a way you're selling your soul for this this idea of fame and really you're just you're just stealing 5 minutes of of controversial topic to just try to go as far to the edge as possible just to stay relevant yeah, yeah. and you didn't even stay relevant yeah like you you were a controversial topic for like 5 minutes yeah and then the rest point. was just like now we're just all laughing at you yeah and, yep. and and to the 
so like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Like, notice what God can do so easily. Like, don't don't yeah. allow yourself to get so worked up. Like you said, like, why are we expecting the the Hollywood scene, if you will, to be and think like we do? Like, they're not going to. they they see things the way that they see like we've just got to be keep your eyes focused from where your help comes from because we get lost in the sauce and our emotions go all over the place Mm -hmm. and then before we know it we're condemning people to hell that we should be praying for and and all of this stuff i actually I'll, i'll say this quickly my friend taught me a great lesson and he has he's a worship leader who has grown into um well into fame he's he's pretty well known and when little nas x did like the satan shoe and then he was like the music video where he's like going down the stripper pole into hell oh yeah yeah and the <laughs> church went nuts and yeah. there was like preachers preaching against little nas x yeah. in their sermons and uh my friend we were kind of talking about it and he's gotten into some controversial heat for dropping his name uh he was at the grammys and he said well i'm kind of looking forward to uh his performance little Nas X performance and honestly when he said it i was like oh <laughs> Here it Why? comes. Why did you do that? Um, but we were just kind of talking about the whole thing. And he he really said something powerful to me. And um, he was talking about the people who are supposed to be loving and praying on him or loving on him and praying for him. Um, they're not doing it. They're using him as, him as an example of sin. Yeah. And uh he, my friend said, I am personally having to explain to him that, that no, bro, that's, that's not Christ. That's not Jesus. And Jesus actually, so he's trying to minister in a position where the rest of the world is condemning him to hell for his actions. And my friend is trying to like combat that and speak some truth to him. So be so careful. Be so careful. Yeah, that's really good, man. Uh, of of your words to the world because everyone has a platform now. Everybody, I can I can hop on my phone, open up a uh, uh, multiple social media feeds, and I instantly have a platform that's going to reach somebody. Yeah. So yeah. keep your eyes focused on what the Lord can do, because He's so much more powerful. He's so much more powerful than these small things that the devil tries to produce. Yeah. Um, so just a nugget to take. Uh, but before we move on from this, if we're going to, can I, mean, I share? We can hang out. Can a I share bit? a yeah. word that I felt like I got from God? Yeah, please, man. This was um, Saturday night. I was texting my sister, and when I text the word harvest. It was like in a in a video game, you know how like you'll walk over the token and it's like. Mm -hmm. So that's a funny way to describe how I felt when I typed out the word harvest. It's like 
God said, you found it. And this word came to me and I want to give it um, to everyone who has a, has an ear to hear. And I'll say this, I, I believe it is for um, the coming generation of evangelists that will lead out of the beginning stages of revival that we are already seeing. And um, so I, so I hope this isn't that it encourages you. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll say, this is what I believe I heard from God. Um, I wrote down, I believe the revival we are seeing spread across our nation is readying a harvest like we haven't seen in our lifetime. Uh, you and I's lifetime, Jeff. Hearts are being softened and eyes will open fully. I hear the Lord saying this, God is preparing a new field of generals. And this is what they'll look like. Small, counted out, even untrained, but they will carry the same power, favor, and authority like King David. Because like him, these ones will only have a fear for God. I see them throwing off the armor that doesn't fit, moving solely in faith in what God has already proven. It will be like the first days, the days of the men who walked side by side with Jesus. And like them, to the Pharisees' eyes, to eyes of Pharisee type of people, you also won't be considered men and women of God. But God has made up his mind where his anointing is going. No resume or degree will qualify or disqualify. God says, I've decided. And I felt, I just felt that so clearly and powerfully for this coming generation that is going to come out of this, this beginning stage of a grand move of God yeah. for Gen Z, for um, um, the follow-up of what is happening. And um, I hope that, I hope that people don't miss it. Yeah. Because I was typing and texting a friend and we were talking about that word. And she said, man, that spoke to me. And, um, and we started to talk about the mold of revival. And I said to her, I said, a lot of people are going to miss it because it doesn't match their mold of revival. And I felt so clearly God was breaking that mold, hmm. that there's not going to be a mold of revival. Wow. And when I was typing those words, words like untrained, I knew that there would be a religious spirit that would be stumped right on that word and say, mm, no, no, not untrained. Uh -uh. They must have degrees and they, they must, must have, have training. They must do this. They must do that. They must sit under this individual, that individual. Those things are not bad. But I felt so clearly God saying, these are my hand picked and I'm going to train them. The Holy Spirit will will equip them with what they need. And it will not be dependent upon man. It will not be dependent upon organization. But I am handpicking those of which I will send to the forefront of what I am about to do mm. in this world. And, yeah, um, and, and that, uh, where is it at? Oh, that they won't be considered men and women of God because of who they are. 
because they're not the typical. They're not just the what our eyes are used to. I saw that that same religious uh, envious spirit of saying, oh, no. No, no, no. There's it's no going to be way. a man of God. It's going to be. Yeah. Uh, some people won't even approve of that. It's women of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be women of God. Mm-hmm. It will be men of God. It will be kids of God. And um, I, I pray and I hope that people who have been praying for it, they don't miss it because it didn't look like what they thought it was going to look like, that it didn't yeah, feel, man. that it didn't sound, that it, all of these things. Please be obedient. Please be humble enough to say, Lord, whatever you want to do, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. In Jesus' name. That really, uh, really startled me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you know, I've been thinking a lot. God's been taking me through like, uh, you know, first, second Kings and all that. And, um, I've been thinking a lot about like the prophets of uh, Elijah versus the prophets of Baal and, and all of that. And, mm. and, um, I'm kind of just, as you were, as you were giving that word, I was going back to that. And I was just thinking about even just the dynamic with Elijah when he's up on Mount Carmel and he's like, you know what you do your thing and call, call on fire from your God. Uh, and I will do it with mine. As a matter of fact, hey, let's just douse mine with water, like a bunch yeah. of water. Like, let's just mm. drench it. Yeah, and what a God's, cocky dude. <laughs> and then God still came down and was just like, boom. And that's kind of what's happening right now where it's like, uh. God is really just like, you think it's impossible. Look how yeah. dark the world is. Look at all yeah, these horrible it. things. And God's like, watch. And then it was just yeah. this dinky little, no offense against Asbury this dinky little service in a town that so many people have never heard of in Kentucky and, uh, and, and God totally showed up. Yeah. And I, it's like that, that is who our God is. That Mm. is what he does, you know? And, um, I just think, you know, I, I'm going to just say this all the time, so I'm not even going to apologize for it about how I would rather prefer And I think I always bring this up because I want people to continue to keep this on the forefront of their minds is I would much rather prefer the dark to get darker, the light to get lighter because you have clear defined. I Mm. mean, when, when that happens, the gray gets completely eliminated Yeah, where you're like, I mean, even with the Grammys, I was looking, I'm like, this is exactly what I've been seeing in the spirit of just this happening of just things Mm -hmm. that are so overtly dark. And so overtly light to the point where there are people when those types of things happen that just go, nah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm good. I, you know what? I'm, I have got questions, but I, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go back to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, and God can work with that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But to me, it's just like, it's like a Elijah versus the prophets of Baal type of time. You know, Uh, when you have that light and that dark, so clearly defined, all these yeah. moments in the Bible where we're like, whoa, man, like that was amazing. It's because the dark was so dark and the light was so light. Yeah. And so gray, to me, I'm like, great area is dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, bring it the on. The area is dangerous because you, you, you'll be walking along thinking you're fine. You don't even realize that you're so far away from God. Yeah. 
yeah. the, the devil would love to trick you into thinking you're a great guy. You're a great, you're a great woman. You're very nice and kind. I know a lot of great guys who, and maybe this is kind of a little left field of what we're talking about, but it just, no, that sort of reminded me of this. I know a lot of great guys. And I mean that like they're great men. I feel like it's more common in men than, than in women that will not give their life to Jesus because they're just, they're already great dudes. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't really see this point of like, well, I, I help people out. I'm I'm a I'm a good, nice person to everybody, and they are. And, but but we're still so lost without the savior. Yeah. And and that is such a trick on men, I think, specifically, because we watch it around all of the country in churches where so many women are attending without their husbands that are just good, normal, hardworking men, but they don't actually recognize the gray area that they're in that is that is on the fence. I'm, I'm not really trying to ruffle anybody feathers over here and I'm, I'm not against these people. I'm, I'm me right here in the middle. But man, what a place the devil wants you. Not thinking you're not on either side, that you're just gonna be a good guy right here in the middle. There, there is no middle ground. Yeah. There is none. Yeah, You're either exactly. following Christ right. or being led by a hidden devil that wants to see your life destroyed. Yeah. What I think too, you know, that scripture taste and see that the Lord is good. I got the image when you're talking about, you know, a guy, I know a couple of myself, you know, who are, who are really good guys are generous, are mm-hmm. actually kind. They have a lot of biblical attributes, but they don't know the Lord. And to me, yeah. I kind of got the image of like, different types of steak. Um, and like, you know, it's like the difference between going to like just a kind of mediocre steak at, at some restaurant and you know, you're like, no, this is good. And it's all you've ever had. You're like, I love it. I think it's great. But if you've hmm. ever had Kobe Wagyu beef, like it is the most amazing thing ever. Like literally you could cut it with a butter knife. You could cut it with your fork. It's like the most amazing steak ever and it's the difference between those two if you've never had that you're like yeah this is this is so good the seasoning is good but then if you set that in front of them that kobe wagyu beef and they're like whoa you know and uh, sometimes it's just like people need they just need an encounter with the lord they need to taste and see that you know we all need that encounter with jesus christ personally for ourselves even the ones that have been sitting in church for for 25 years I know people because I've grown up in church. I know people in their in their fifties and sixties who they've they've gone through the motions, but they've never had that encounter. They've never had a personal moment. Yeah, sure, they they said the words they they did, but you can tell there's an emptiness there. And, and when you get them in conversation about it, you realize, wow, you've you you haven't had that moment with Jesus where you know, oh my goodness, like. He's real. Mm-hmm. I can really feel him. I, mm-hmm. I know that he's that that's who he is. And that's who he is to me personally, not just not just globally into into to the world. No, to me, to me, if if no one to me, mm-hmm. there has to be that personal encounter that says, I remember the moment. For the first time, even when I was going to church for years and years and years, I hadn't had that moment yet. I thought 
I had, I thought I was doing the right things. Well, I go to church. I'm doing good things. I'm doing right things. But do you know Jesus for your own self? Yeah. There's, there's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, okay. So you went to the Asbury revival and, you know, come home. And I know that I, you know, I saw on Saturday, Tori posted a reel and she's like, I'm so excited to go to church tomorrow morning and like all this stuff. Like what, what has been your takeaway from that? Like in terms of applying, I mean, was it, was it just like you were going there to see, or do you feel like there was something you gained just from observing the things that you observed, experiencing the things you experienced? Not that it's isolated to, asbury right like we talked about that earlier it's not isolated mm-hmm. to an event or a place but when you go to things like that mm-hmm. you can't help but take something away you know wherever that is i mean some of you might have experienced that at your church on sunday you know so it's not i'm not saying that's just an asbury thing but i'm just curious yeah you know trying to think of how I can describe this. I guess to me, I think what I gained, like you said, what did you gain? What I gained most is being assured that the flowing rivers of the Holy Spirit had started to stir. Mm. And now I know, okay, I, I got to get ready for that. Like if, if you don't even know what's happening, you don't know to prepare. Like if a train's about to take off, you're not really sure what, like when or what time, like you just got to, oh, I see the engine going. It's time. Like we got to hop on while it's moving. That's yeah. that's kind of how I feel about this. That Departure that is happening now. I went and I see, and and we're all seeing, you know, if you if you're on social media at all, you're seeing there's something moving. So I was so assured that the time is now. Hmm. It's moving. It's on the move. So like you were talking about, Tori's posting. We had a service that that lasted four and a half hours, I think, because nobody wanted to leave. We all just wanted to like bask in the presence of the Lord. That's awesome, man. And uh, that was that following Sunday. And um, because we we all were aware that God's doing something. Mm. And, you know, yeah, I, I guess that's the best way I can put it, that like, I'm so assured that it's real, it's happening, and now is the time to dive all the way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, too, man, it's like. We talked about, you know, you know, blueprints or formulas or whatever. And, you know, people have been talking about that, you know, quite a bit on um, just throughout the past couple of years, I would say starting in 2020, uh, you know, a lot of stuff really got exposed and uh, hearts got exposed, true motives got exposed and and just taking Mm -hmm agenda our agenda out of the equation and allowing like so that's i guess that's a big takeaway too is like it's leaving our agenda at the door 
and allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he's going to do. Because what's happening in Asbury is accessible. Like Mm -hmm. God's presence is accessible now. And rather than like, I mean, I can't tell you how many worship services I've been in or not just worship before sermon where I felt like it was just starting to like, I mean, we were really starting to break into something and it's like, all right, everybody get seated. And I'm like, man. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not that I'm again, I love teaching. I love Bible study. I love all that stuff. But there are times when it's like, man, like people, you know, more and more and more, it's, it's becoming apparent that people need to experience God. They need to experience his presence um, who haven't Mm. before. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And I just think it's it's so important to be humble, to be so humble to to be able to be obedient in those moments like you're talking about. And you know, to each their own, but for us, I, you know, I'm an I'm an assistant pastor at our church. My dad is the pastor. So for us, um in those moments, if if the spirit just moves, or you know, however you want to call it, with wisdom, we we try to steward that and not, you know, say, well, well, we gotta get to our 30-minute message or we haven't had church today. Like, yeah. no, like if if the Lord wants to do something and and we don't even get to to a 30-minute, 15 minute message at all, like. I don't know how it is out there in Oregon, but in the Bible Belt, here in Kentucky and Tennessee and all of these areas, like you've got that personality. It's like they're going to say, well, you didn't even have church if you didn't get to A, B and C or if or if you did A and B and C didn't happen. They're going to say, well, that wasn't even church, son. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's not not as common. But right. You know, yeah. We're so not the Bible Belt. For us down here, that's that's what you get a lot. And I'm just like. If if we skip worship because God has given a word and, and we need to all just, hey, everyone just sit and we need to like really digest what God is speaking to us. And, and today, hey, everyone, understand we're not going to sing songs because we just feel this or vice versa. Like we're going to, hey, we just have to be obedient to the spirit. And I feel like we just need to worship today. We should be so humble and ready to obey wherever the spirit is saying, this is where I'm going Yeah, to get away from our structure, our routine, our tradition, you know, however you might want to look at it. I would just think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Amen. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Um, a little force gump action. Um, all right, Josh. Well, why don't you go ahead and pray? Uh, close this out. I, I mean, I just feel uh, there's just um, just uh, everything we've been talking about. There is a genuine, a fire that's been stoked and is continuing to. God is just fanning the flames of that fire within, that desire within us to just really press into the Lord. And I just really feel like that has yet again been fanned even brighter. Uh, and more intense for many people. So I'd just love for you to pray. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, we give every bit of attention to you. Yeah. 
Lord, this is this is all for your glory. This is all to praise you. And I hope that that our conversation has has blessed your heart. I hope it's reached people um, that needed encouragement that we're looking for clarity maybe on is this thing real or is it is it just facade? Is it is it show? Lord, I hope that you continue to show yourself true um, to seeking eyes. And, and Lord, I, I ask that this this flame, this spark that has started, that it would be fanned. Lord, that um, that you would teach us how to steward it well, that it would remain true and authentic, that it would remain uh, humble, and well, really, that it would remain exactly what he, what you wanted it to be, and that we would be humble enough to to follow your lead. Um, Lord, I, I hope that the word you gave me would would reach others, that it would reach those that, um, that felt like they didn't fit in the traditional armor, metaphor, metaphorical armor, and that they knew that, yeah, I, I got to get this off me and, I, and I've just got to follow what Jesus is calling me to do in, in the way that I know to do it and and that there would be a whole new generation of those that that would pick up that flame and say, yes, Lord, it will be me. I will mm-hmm. say yes. I will be a new general for the gospel. Because man, our, our our generals of the faith, they've they've seen their day. They're 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 going on to be with the Lord. And so Lord, let there rise up a new general, uh, new generals of the faith yes. that would carry on the gospel, that would carry on evangelism that they would carry on uh holy spirit moves of god for the generations to come and lord we just say thank you we say thank you for doing it lord thank you for seeing letting us see it in our generation lord that you are not done with us yet and you still have great great plans for your people in jesus name Mm. amen 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 all right, Josh, how can people follow you? How can they follow Crave? You can follow Crave on, uh, we've got an Instagram and a Facebook, both Crave the Movement. And uh, myself, I go by Josh D. Rich on Instagram. And I like to to put little nuggets of wisdom and, and preaching on there. And um, you can see what we're doing. And then on Facebook, Joshua Rich or Josh Rich, something like that. Uh, yeah follow along we're we're trying to just do cool stuff for the kingdom and um have fun fishing while we're doing it yeah you're succeeding um yeah i think the big takeaway from today's episode at least the one that really stood out to me is for those of you who take issue with the grammys it's normal to have that moment of like whoa you know like Mm. um but if you've been in a place where you've been speaking honestly word curses or whatever over just like, Oh, they're going to hell all that. And then also on the flip side, taking issue with what's happening in Asbury with a critical eye, the appropriate response to that kind of stuff is, and I know this sounds cliche uh, is to pray. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, we were talking about like my, my near Duke reaction when I saw, Sam Smith do his thing at the Grammys was 
my heart hurt for him. And I immediately was like, Lord, give him an encounter. Like that was, and I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just saying that was my initial response. And I will say, you know, a decade ago or so, it probably wouldn't have been that, you know, like Mm -hmm. I probably would have been a little bit more hellfire and brimstone. Um, Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and the same goes for um, any kind of semblance of revival or whatever you want to call it. If your response is cynicism, ask the Lord why. If it's because they're not singing hymns, it's because they're not saying these specific prayers, it's because they're not dressing a certain way. It's probably a you problem. And just to be bold and blunt, it's probably, it, it is a, that's a you problem. That's not, that's an outward appearance thing, but the Lord looks at the yeah. heart, you know? And, I'll, and so I, I'll just quickly confirm too for, for the people with questions, I'll just go ahead and give you some facts. There is salvation happening. There is repentance. There is deliverance even. Um, There's been some the, gospel, the gospel is been presented. Uh, the sinner's prayer, uh, all of these things that, well, I haven't seen it one time. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. It's literally 24 hour a day. There's a lot happening. There's yeah. a lot. You're There's a lot seeing. to miss. In There's a lot hours. to miss. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll just on, on Asbury's uh, behalf, I will go ahead and say that we shouldn't really have to, but I'll go ahead and say that mm-hmm. because it is happening and it, and it deserves to be said. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah. Oh, boom. And a boom and illumination <laughs> just said that that word that Josh read today oh, is yeah. actually on his Instagram. So links yeah. to his Instagram is in the description. If you're not already following him, you can find it there. If you want to actually revisit that word, you can either rewind yeah. it to that point or you can read it with your own eyeballs on his Instagram. Yeah. So, and share that thing. I want people to see what God is saying about yeah. his people, about his kids. Share that, please. Yeah, that's great. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank I, you, guys. I love, I love talking with you, man. I love jamming in the spirit. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, thank everybody. You guys, I had fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Monday Martin, or from your, if you're from the South, Monday Martin is back oh. on the show. We're going to have a great time. So tune in then at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. He's a spaz and I absolutely love him. He is an absolute spaz. So uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, and then also ElijahFire.com is how you donate. Uh, so anytime you donate, ElijahFire.com slash donate, all proceeds go towards the show. And then of course we take a portion of those donations and we filter them into our water well efforts, a new water well every three days. And that is because of your guys' donations and generosity. So God bless you guys. And we will see you tomorrow with Monday Martin. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.